It's the Weekly Wrap with your host, broadcasting legend Bruce Wolf, and his trusty sidekick, comedian Tim Slagle. And now, without further ado, Bruce Wolf. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the Weekly Wrap, and now my favorite part of the show, wherein we reveal what uh, is in Tim Slagle's background, other than his belief in all manner of conspiracy theories, uh, and which is why I'm sure that uh, he liked the UFO question the best in the debate last night. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess that that's what's behind you. It's, it's, it's a UFO. Am, am I right? In honor of the, the greatest question in the debate last night. <laughs> You're close. Let's take a look. Oh, there you go. The just debate here. stage. Debate stage. Just and here see, in Milwaukee, just uh, watching them pack it up and get it to California for next month. Are you see you're in Milwaukee right now? Sure. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we go through, right through the fourth wall. It's the figment of our imagination. That's a, um, that was an expensive stage. Holy cow. Yeah. The, you know, uh, uh, it was like probably about a dollar per viewer. Sure. Uh, I watched 30 seconds of the debate. I saw Tim Scott trying to beat the clock. And he did it with good humor. Uh, my understanding, because, you know, I, I'm i kind of like a meta performer, whatever. I, I base everything on, 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 on other things. Like, I don't see movies. I would look at the Ebert and Siskel reviews. I get all my news from Twitter, which is second and third hand. Uh, you're about the closest thing to actual, you know, direct contact with, with the real world that I have, Tim. So uh, I'm sorry uh, to hear that. Yeah. But, um, so, but I have read, and I've even listened to a podcast about the debate. Um, I have not listened to the Oliver Anthony song yet, but my understanding of it just to, you know, break it down to about 12 words is he's upset that he has to pay a lot of taxes and, uh, He's not keeping up with his income, and that's what spurred the first 20 minutes of talking the debate last night, which, you know, could be framed in such a way to make it interesting if you attacked Biden for all the inflation. But it sounds kind of dull to me uh, <laughs> and to the and to the populace, which certainly doesn't want to hear uh, a Paul Ryan lecture on uh, how we can uh, slowly bring the uh, entitlement state to heal. Am I right about that, Tim? As far as the debate or the uh, uh, Anthony Oliver song, <laughs> all of it <laughs> together. Sure. You kind of, you kind of, you kind of went off on two tangents. Sure, there. I wasn't sure right. what uh, what I have to agree to. Um, the Anthony Oliver song that that that, that uh, I find that interesting. It's he's like a modern day Woody Guthrie. Uh huh. Only uh, uh, now the left hates the the woody guthrie type the uh the the, <laughs> the the working man fighting against the powers that be as far as the debate no i, I didn't watch it i got here late yeah me i mean either so it, I per usual they were sweeping up I, I, mean, I figured i figured if there's anything uh interesting that's going to happen we'll see it right uh, ad nauseum right i look uh, this is the raison d'etre for this podcast two guys talking about the news and not really accessing it it's <laughs> because you can get there are a million podcasts where, where people watch the debate. We didn't watch the debate um, here. I, I, I do know that an hour into the debate, they finally asked about the Trump situation and the indictments and all that. And that at some point, it, it apparently looked like to tell the truth where you had will the real Trump supporters, please stand up or raise their hands. And it was and it was kind of they were kind of hesitant. 
to do it. And Ron DeSantis said, what, what are we kids, uh, you know, in the school or something? Uh, so, yeah, I'm just um, Chris Christie was the last one to put his hand up. Yeah. OK. And well, Asa Hutchinson did not. Okay. Uh, All right. So that's uh that's he's out. I think. I think that's. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think it'll be. It's like musical podiums. There'll be one less podium uh next. Uh, yeah. Is next there going to be another debate? I mean, uh, uh, September twenty second in uh, oh, okay. at the Ronald Reagan Library. Oh, I can't wait for that. Uh, you know, I didn't think Reagan did all that well in the debates. Even I, I was nervous for him. That's one reason I don't watch. I get nervous for my guys. I think they're going to trip up. Uh, whereas the Democrats, I always thought were more slick with the exception of Kamala Harris. But, uh, yeah, the, so the, uh, they did talk about, did, Vivek, they have, uh, did they have primary debates back in those days? I thought uh, that was, I thought that was kind of a new thing. They just, I thought they just had the actual debate when they finally got it. Down you know, I, you know, I don't remember. I, I probably grafting, uh, some things onto history that don't, don't exactly exist. Yeah, I, I want to. I know I remember seeing Reagan debate, but not necessarily in a, in a primary. You know, back then, back then we only had three networks. You know, uh, sure. Uh, no, so, I understand that. So that uh, there wasn't that much airtime available. That they that they you know now they got airtime well, no, to but, fill. But but the but the airtime was very important, uh, and, and the political debates were not left to some cable channel like Fox. They were aired by you know all the networks. It was it was supposedly really important stuff democracy in in action now of course you know i'm watching the latest episode of justified on hulu uh <laughs> in lieu of the debate because <laughs> i got my priorities now they did mention you know so vivek apparently made a splash on this but he was kind of uh, knocked down by uh, nikki haley and others they attacked him and he said something like climate change the climate change agenda is a hoax which is very you got to parse his words carefully because yeah, the agenda is a hoax, but I wouldn't necessarily say that all climate change is a hoax, much as I don't uh, agree with the agenda of the Democrats on it. Um, but um, well, you're not supposed to say it's a hoax, but I but uh, I think a lot of people think it's a hoax. It, it's, uh, you know, it, 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 it every summer, actually, it uh, becomes climate change and in the winter. It'll become global warming. But right. In the summer. Uh, no, I no, mean, in the I, summer, summer it becomes global war. I'm no, sorry. I, it's not climate change. I, I believe I it's exaggerated. Backwards. I mean, I take I think I take the typical Republican uh, position that, that it's exaggerated. Now, meantime, uh, Trump had an interview with Tucker Carlson that every with each succeeding tweet that I read, more and more people have have uh, viewed it. First, it started with Carrie Lake saying there were 80 million views, um, which would mean like one out of every uh four people in the United States. And I was thinking what maybe a million people had to watch it 80 times because they're dimwitted. And that's, that's the number of views, but then it got up to like 160 million. So I don't even know what views right now, word. right now. I just checked it. It's 232 million views, 232 million, Wh which, views. which right. means what, uh, which means <laughs> I haven't been able to watch it because it's like, it's oh, like it's the server, popular. the servers. Yeah. The server is overrun. So I've clicked on it about, seven times oh and haven't right. and it's been unwatchable because it's just not it's just not uh, uh downloading enough so that's that's my guess is okay. uh is maybe is three million people watched it clicked on it 70 times a piece well i guess it dovetailed uh, nicely with the uh, republican debate with like the ufo question because they were you know out of this world questions 
uh, asked of asked of Trump. But the um, second time you brought that up, what was the UFO question? I, I, I think I it was uh, it was a question. It was toward the end, I think it was a question. You know, uh, you know, but what the existence of UFOs and Chris Christie uh, was <laughs> was pretty upset about it because he says I get the UFO question. <laughs> so uh, yeah, poor Chris Christie. Um, Give it to the blimp. Yeah, there. No, there's just uh, I, I sent for your perusal. Uh, maybe you looked at it. Maybe you didn't. Uh, something from uh, the dispatch of this. Well, actually, they're uh, they're they're picking it up from uh, Seth Moskowitz in Discourse magazine saying that Trump is not an inevitability. And there's like four or five reasons we could tick them off and uh, you could uh, give your comments on each one of them. Uh, one is he's not an inevitability because the Republicans haven't paid that much attention to the primary yet and just choose uh, choose Trump uh, in the polls as a, a default. Do you think uh, you take much much stock in that answer? I I don't necessarily. I no, no, it's yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I, I think I think with the with when he's polling right now, no, he, nobody's going to pay attention to the to, to the debates. No one's going to pay attention. Well, I'm not to talking about the debates, have. but right. But the, well, the no, but but be, what do the other candidates right. have to say? No one. No one really. No one really cares. What was the right. number actually right. on the, the Fox debates? Did you did you happen to see that? No, I, mean, I didn't. I didn't see it. I didn't. Was see it, it even a million? Did they even get a million? I, I have no idea. That's a good question. Yeah. Now, he said the second reason is that the early primary states have the potential to shake up the entire contest. And in fact, it does look like Chris Christie, as uh, somebody was saying in the commentary podcast, is running for a New Hampshire primary victory because he was kind of low key, certainly didn't go into any of the um, social issues as the, the, the New Hampshire Republicans are, you know, are their own brand. So, I mean, it's possible you could get an upset in New Hampshire. But of course, what does that mean? I mean, Biden lost a couple of primaries and then they they uh, damned the whole thing in South Carolina and and, uh, and it was over. So I don't know that even that necessarily means anything, it, it, but it is. A yeah, strategy. that's a, that's an old formula, I think, yeah. that, uh, that if you do well in a New Hampshire, then all of a sudden it changes your fortunes. I don't think I think in the early days of primaries, it was you know, whoever won New Hampshire suddenly started getting press well but, and not, but now but yeah. now we all these guys are getting so much press that that, that it, right. i don't think it matters it's, right well, what is well, what actually is new hampshire? i mean well, i think two... new hampshire knocked knocked lyndon johnson out of the race even though because eugene mccarthy whom the voters thought was joe mccarthy okay <laughs> that uh i think there was some uh, some mistake there by by some of the voters uh, but uh, all right. Third, the dynamics of the race could change as the field consolidates. Mm -hmm. I, I guess so. And, you know, then there's all the legal troubles that, that Trump has. Um, and it's possible because, you know, there was just a, a guy who flipped in the Mar-a-Lago case this week. So there will be more evidence against Trump. I mean, I still think at least three of the four are legally garbage. And the fourth one is one as based on the Espionage Act at Mar-a-Lago, which is you know, just just preposterous the way it's been arbitrarily and capriciously enforced. But that's that's my view of things. Uh, but that could that could knock him out. So, you know, if people How? are still. Oh, if he gets indicted, if he gets convicted. Think... <laughs> yeah, but, but 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 I mean, already already, the you know, uh, it, it's uh, almost all the candidates said that they would continue to support him, even if he gets convicted. Well, then uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, if nobody's on the ballots. That that'll be that'll be fun. There's this talk. Uh, Bill Barr thinks that Trump should be at home detention. So could you imagine a, a uh, an election season where you're not even had debates for sure between Biden and Trump? Neither one wants to do that. 
but it will also be Biden from his basement and Trump from his <laughs> home detention. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Talk about uh, the era now that we live in, which uh, everybody is working remotely. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. And they had some very special visitors. In partnership with the Chicago Fire and Police Departments, Mayor Johnson handed out a frozen pizza to each child. In total, more than 6,000 home run-in pizzas were given to students on the south and west sides today. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. And um, this is one of those situations where uh, I remember I had a a boss once, Charles Mortides, at the Learner Newspapers, he said, so many good stories are wrecked by making one more phone call. Uh, and this story is wrecked a little bit because I kind of had hoped that Mayor Johnson gave these pizzas to these kids like at the beginning of the day. And what and Marie Antoinette was going to say, let them use microwaves or something. But <laughs> he gave the pizzas at the end of the day. However, he did give them as a uh, reporter and crack producer. Uh, Chris said, uh, give the gave them only on the uh, to the students on the west and south sides. And uh, not to well, the you think north side, you think north side families eat frozen pizza? I mean, come on, probably not. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, duty for that. Probably there's a loom Malnati's on every, you know, every corner there. <laughs> exactly. And, and a chicken in every pot. But uh, does handing so, out and does handing out frozen pizzas. I mean, you you wished it was the beginning of the day, but I mean, it's what, what's the heat index? 114. Well, does that's it, today does, does uh, when work, we're recording. Uh, which right you can immediately uh, cook the pizzas on on the sidewalk. Yeah, they were done by the time they got home, or uh, or cook it on your forehead if you stay out uh, long <laughs> enough. But I'm just you know thinking that um, if they stayed frozen, uh, they could be used. You know, sometimes it's a little difficult getting home from school uh, in those neighborhoods, uh, like odd job, uh, and just you know whisk them at at, at assailants with. Um, yeah, you know, because they, they they could be like a deadly frisbee. Uh, but anyway, I, uh, I was unfamiliar with Casey Cronus, the uh, the reporter who covered this. It's oh, uh, I yeah, no, I I don't know who you're talking about either. The, so. Oh, you didn't watch the clip? No. Uh, okay. I'm 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 supposed <laughs> to re- the whole Cause point because I've show- noticed I I've noticed on the news lately what they yeah. do is like if it's a, if it's something that happens in a black neighborhood they'll they'll find a black. Uh, Oh, sure. Uh, reporter, yeah. Or if it's like an Asian that gets pushed in front of a subway, they'll find yeah. an Asian reporter. Uh, it, this is kind of interesting because it's uh, it, it's about Chicago schools and it looks like they got a high school student to report. <laughs> well, that's good. well, that's good. I mean, that, that, that's apropos. Uh, it also could be, you know, cutbacks in the uh, industry right now are necessitating the uh, use of stringers. Um Meantime, the next great story out of the city of Chicago, and I don't know, was this an older person or some functionary in the administration said that there should be special hours for gangs to kill each other in the city? Uh, They should, (laughs) you know, like from 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. That's your time, gangs. Uh, Well, maybe with time off for midnight basketball. But, you know, that's the time (laughs) that you can kill each other. But, you know, during the daylight hours, uh, we don't want, you know, any of your mayhem. And yeah, it seems like a perfectly reasonable. Yeah. Like who was this? Um, this is a city council member, uh, an older person it, it suggested this. And well, you know, yeah, see, see, actually, she uh, they suggested that uh, just 
lim- don't murder for 12 hours a day. That's that's right. What, so she didn't she didn't really look at the, the what she was really saying. She thought, how about if we just don't kill each other for 12 hours a day? It's, well, you uh, know, you got to start somewhere. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's like a diet. You know, you can't go cold turkey, uh, you know, c- you know, withdrawal from cigarette smoking. Just don't do it for 12 hours. I mean, I would try to make it start out with like two or three hours a day. It's it's a little ambitious, you know, half of the day. But um, yeah, she didn't realize that she was actually invoking the purge. Uh, do you remember that movie? It was uh, 2013. No, it was it was. Well, it was a it was a cr- solution for crime. And basically it was a, 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 a five minutes in the future. They've decided that there's one day where you can do anything, where everything oh. is legal. And okay. uh, you can murder, you can rob, you can. And so like one day a year, it was all focused on. It was was yeah. crime day. Oh. And uh, it's like supermarket sweep, you know, when they let you d- just take a, a <laughs> just let you take a cart and just go through the aisles. And gri- well, now we've got that anyway in, in the stores, you know, that, because it, nobody will be prosecuted. So it is. It's like a, a living su- supermarket sweep. Um, I've been saying for a while that we mm-hmm. need to we need to have gun training in schools. We have to bring gun training into Chicago schools because you, you, the, the problem as I see it is that the wrong kids are getting shot, right? You know, it's, it's never the, it's never the bad kids that get shot. It's always right. the, 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 you know, the good, the good student who actually got a full scholarship into Harvard and was walking home from the library right. at 11 o'clock sure. at night and hit by a stray bullet. Well, first we of need all, to teach these kids how to shoot. So there's no more stray bullets. It's partially that kid's fault because from 9 p.m. to 9 a.m., remember, is the time when the games can shoot. So I, I understand that. Um, no, it reminds me a little bit of The Wire when they had that zone. The cop had the zone. Amsterdam. Uh, yeah, right. It's just, OK, this is where you're going to sell the drugs. So I, I, I understand. I understand where she was coming from. It wasn't that well thought out, but, uh, you know, workshop it. Meantime, uh, the jokes kind of write themselves with this story. Governor Pritzker designed the signed legislation to uh, ameliorate the food desert conditions uh, in, in the state of Illinois. And, you know, I think, I think he misread it. I think he thought it was food dessert. Yeah, there you go. Uh, that's one joke. Uh, also, you know, governor, how about, you know, cutting out one meal a day yourself, you know, but whatever. Um, but I just uh, it, it reminds me a little bit of the Sam Kinison routine, uh, hysterical one where the shooting the public service announcement in Biafra or Ethiopia with the starving kid with, you know, the distended belly and the rib showing. And uh, Kinison says to the director uh, of the public service announcement, give him a sandwich, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and you know, governor, give him a sandwich. You, you got it. Uh, you, well, you don't have to have the food. To, what the to, legislation to does is it brings the, he says he wants to bring independent groceries right. to the to the. Well, oh, that's, yeah, what, yeah. that's what they have already. Chris is the, is the independent <laughs> is the independent. Yeah, I know. For uh, those of you who can't watch this, I mean. <laughs> This whole show basically is just Chris's way of just dropping in the most bizarre photos you want. I mean, it's so sad. I mean, a distended belly of some. All right. I, I can't have any association with this show anymore. Um, but yeah, it's. But they uh, have the independent grocers. That's what they have in the, the in the quote unquote food deserts are the independent stores. I mean, and the thing is, you could only put so much 
so many groceries behind bulletproof glass. So, I mean, yeah, well, that's why I mean, they're limited. It's funny because that's the excuse that uh, we conservatives come up with, you know, that, that there's that's why you know the Walmarts and Whole Foods, whatever, are leaving because of crime. But the, the liberals come up with other reasons for I can't fathom what they are, but there there's reasons that these uh, food stores don't work in in places like Englewood and Lawndale uh, well, yeah. other it's, than crime. They're, they're how, many, how many people in Inglewood or Lawdale actually shop at Whole Foods? How, how many are going? Well, to I mean, pay, they tried to lower the to pay the extra for five dollars uh, for a for a head of lettuce. No, I I, I get it. They, they tried to they tried to lower the prices. I know that grocery stores operate on a razor thin profit margin. You know, it's like one percent, so they can't afford <laughs> to you know, to lose money uh, through uh, through uh, robbery. But it's not just that. I think you know. I'm just wondering if those areas are also people deserts as well. There's just not that many, you know, they closed a lot of public schools because there just aren't a lot of people around anymore. People have fled there. Uh, uh, and so, I mean, you're trying to reach a number of people who in, in a relatively sparsely populated area, maybe, maybe it just doesn't work. Uh, but yeah, what, what do you do for them? Uh, um, again, uh, this is why uh, Nathan Glazer was the neocon who said to some problems, there are no solutions, certainly not government ones. Uh, so we'll leave that one <laughs> there. Uh, speaking of bad pictures, Chris can put this one up. Do you see Paris right now? What What is going on in Paris right now? I forgot. Uh, I had that in my head like a, a couple of weeks ago. But I mean, it's it's mayhem there. It's a yeah, they did. They uh, lowered. They raised the retirement age to 62, I think. Oh, yeah. Right. OK. And uh, now so the so, entire country went on strike. Right. And there's people all over the I mean, it's beautiful Paris. I mean, we'll always have Emily in Paris, uh, you know, the hot <laughs> chick from Chicago who sl slept her way through the Eiffel Tower and, and, and the Louvre. And, and, but and I other think parts. I think the video that, uh, that, that that Chris is showing right now looks like uh, they don't they don't look like French people. I mean, no, they're in, they're, they're in no. France and they might be legal citizens of France, but they right. don't look they don't look French. And that's, no, I, that's, it I think doesn't. That's, I, I think don't that's see, the issue that the uh, that the video. is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't see it doesn't like too many look like too many people from the Loire Valley uh, or from Arles. Uh, it doesn't. Uh, and finally, it looks like L.A. <laughs> right. So let me ask you this. Uh, China, bad report on China. Uh, they have got uh, they've got economic woes, population problems. The chickens are coming home to roost. The dogs are being eaten. Um, Twenty five percent unemployment among. Youth. Yeah. I mean, it was, so what happened to the great experiment? Remember, Thomas Friedman, the New York Times uh, columnist, uh, was uh, urging the China way on us. You'd think that those balloons, those spy balloons could have picked up some uh, uh the Bain Capital <laughs> meetings to figure out uh, how you know how to do this and of course it's it's because it's centralized government buddy writ large uh that it's it's not difficult to figure out why these things are happening but they'll, it's the second time implode. it's the second time in my lifetime that the people said well we have to we have to copy the the Asian model right and, uh, right Japan it, was it, the first one yeah. Remember, Japan was going to take over and, you know, I don't think they ever pulled out of that recession. No. And there are I, no I think Japanese. Still in it. There are no Japanese people anymore. I mean, they're they're dying out. Uh, 
here's my concern. You think China will take some big risks because they're desperate now. So, you know, they'll just go for it all, you know, put all the mon- num- all everything on number 23, at the, uh, you know, at, at, at the table or just go for Taiwan. I mean, you think we're at greater risk right now because they're desperate. Well, actually, what I heard is that Chi has not been seen now for yeah. uh, for several days, which yeah. uh, which could indicate that he was on that Russian private jet. <laughs> oh my goodness! And with that, we'll take a break tonight. Right now, Bruce Will Tim's legal on the weekly rant. Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. And uh, we talked about this earlier. We it's, talked a uh, little bit about Oliver Anthony's song, but it bears repeating. I mean, that you know, the thing has almost as many impressions or views as a Tucker Carlson interview with Donald Trump, which I believe is now up to 500 million uh, as, as we speak. <laughs> it's like nobody has not seen the Tucker Carlson interview. Um, well, all our all our listeners are trying to stream it too now. Yeah, right now. that's uh, true. What so Oliver? Yeah, I I still haven't heard the song actually because I didn't listen to this clip either. But I mean, it's just it's just you know a working uh, class hero thing. Uh, taxes kinda, are too it's, high. It's kind of loud. It's kind of loud and uh, could probably use uh, a a couple more instruments. Uh, it's, it's loud <laughs> and sparse, but uh, it's it's interesting. I mean, he he just he he sang it. He's just. It is the voice. It is the voice of the Trump supporter. It's the voice of the working man. It's the voice of voice of the working poor. And the left hates it, which is to me, they is were incredible irony because yeah. that's yeah, that's that's where they came from. That's who they're supposed to represent. Look, and, and we uh, now have the McGovern wing of the Republican Party, the, the, the Natcons, who don't want us like to be involved in, in Ukraine. It, everything is flipping. It reminds me a little bit of uh, the appeal of George Wallace. I mean, he was a populist in the late 60s, and he liked big government, the FDR-style programs. But, you know, he wanted to keep his segregation. <laughs> okay, so well, which, FDR, which FDR also was in favor of, if I remember <laughs> my history correctly. Well, there are some people in Japan. Remember the Japanese internment sure. camps. So, um, sure. yeah. Anyway, the, the uh, military was segregated under Roosevelt. It, uh, well, it, you know, I, not... I'm not going to impose, uh, you know, the 21st century standards on uh, FDR during World War II. Uh, you know, uh, it's you know, they had a war to win. Uh, I'm not going to okay. I'm, I'm not going to judge him because in the next thing, you know, then we're tearing down the uh, Washington Monument because Washington had slaves. So um, what? I, <laughs> there is a Washington <laughs> monument. Would you believe looks like a big penis? Um, so uh, speaking of l- let's go back here for a little bit. I loved Biden when he was talking about Maui 
you, we always think of Trump's the narcissist, but you know, Biden can go stride for stride with him. This whole, do we have that soundbite, by the way, Chris, uh, you know, I don't want to spring it on you, but Biden, you know, likened the whole thing to, uh, well, he, he could empathize because, you know, he had that experience, which was tragic in 1972, where his uh, wife and daughter died in a car accident. Um, and uh, here we go. Deadly wildfire, deadliest wildfire in over a century. Jill and I have what's left, uh, walked front street, what's left of it. We've surveyed the damage from the air as well. The devastation is overwhelming. Today, 114 dead, hundreds of people unaccounted for it. I remember when I got the call, my first wife and daughter, I was a young senator, and I got a call in Washington. I hadn't been sworn in yet. I wasn't old enough. And I was hiring staff in the Capitol, Teddy Kennedy's office. And I got a phone call saying from my fire department, and a young first responder, kind of panicking. You got to come home. Got an accident. So what happened? I said, your wife, she, she, she's dead. Come home. Come home. Factor trailer had broadsided her and uh, uh, killed her in a car accident along with my little daughter. And uh, I remember all the way down from Washington home, wondering what a lot of people here wondering. What about my two boys? How are they? They were in the car. I never got a read on <laughs> This just goes on and on, right? Okay. <laughs> right, There's the thing. I was really hoping that he would blame that accident on the truck driver that got into the accident with his uh, his wife, because that's what he did. He said the guy drank his lunch. He made up the entire story and sure. he had, it had to be retracted. It's one of the worst things. And he's done a lot of bad things. I mean, the plagiarism, you know, pretending that he's with Nelson Mandela and everything. But that's the, and the chutzpah of him to bring up that story now when he has been discredited because of the embellishment that he put on that story before. I mean, the guy has, have you no shame, Senator <laughs> Biden? Have you no shame? That's, I, I was expected to say, well, I know a lot of people lost their vacation homes here in Maui. <laughs> and uh, right. I know how that feels because I was on vacation and I got a call that says that your poles are dropping. You have to get on a plane and fly to Maui. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I could. It might have been more relevant than the story that he told. <laughs> I had um, my vacation ruined by a fire yeah. in Maui. <laughs> hey, there, uh, what is this? I, I don't know how to answer this one. What do we say about Kid Rock being caught drinking Bud Light after he shot up some Bud, Bud Light? I mean, what was it like? A, the only port in the storm? That's all that was available to, to him. I mean, what? I think I think once you once once you lock into a beer brand, you you really can't do it. For some people, you really can't switch. Is is nothing else tastes good to you? I I I I just think that's what okay. it is. It's uh, you should have uh, should have disguised it. Maybe put it in a glass. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you know what I'm thinking. Maybe he uh, he you know he's well, he's uh, he's thought that they they they've uh, been punished enough. I mean, he's shot up the beer. They've lost their the great big market share. They're never going to recover. Enough is enough already. So maybe or maybe Bud Light hired him to do it. Maybe, <laughs> right. maybe they said, well, we get Kid Rock to drink it again. Maybe we can get uh, some of our, our customers back. Yeah. All right. Um, so are we going to have masking again? There's Seems that new, way, new, doesn't it? A new covid strain. 
I mean, am I going to have to hate people all over again for wearing masks in restaurants? Even well, though science has actually determined that uh, that there is a link between uh, a causal link between uh, between COVID infections and presidential elections. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And there's a, definitely a causal nexus right there. More than a correlation. <laughs> Absolutely. But they're going to have um, to find yeah. some reason for keeping Biden in the basement, aren't they? Sure. No. And I, I understand. Keeps him in the basement. More mail in voting. I, I, I totally get it. Um, but, yeah, I was just um, I'm just fascinated uh, by that. And no, uh, this is definitely going to be a boy who cried Bruce Wolf moment for the for the populace. I mean, people just aren't going to put up with it. I, th I think you're going to have to see like five million Americans dead from this before anybody believes it. Am, uh, am I wrong? I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I thought last time I, I, I remember saying, I think Americans will put up with the lockdowns for about two weeks. <laughs> uh, two, two years later, <laughs> I was still eating. I was still tasting black feathers. <laughs> right. Oh, boy. So do we have this picture of Rich Roper? with the uh, president clinton i can't see if it was on the rundown or not uh i don't i don't want to surprise you with this i i've got it on my rundown here i, I saw Maybe you changed i saw, I saw you i saw your tweet yeah well anyway there's this picture rich roper uh it was clinton's birthday the other day and, and i've known rich for years and he he put a picture of him and clinton which must has got to be at least 25 years old it's at a it's at some function and in the background you see a little richie daly Who's, it's an actual size photo of Richie Daly in the background, but he's he's like Richie Daly's photo bombing this. But um, <laughs> but it's 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 Rich Roper. And he, apparently Clinton came up to him and wanted to talk about movies, you know, which which is fine. If I had the opportunity to talk to Bill Clinton, my first question would be, did you rape Juanita Broderick? I mean, and so I, I just <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I heard somebody told me once that well, you, can way, go, you, you can go even further. You can say, did you really have a fever when you were a kid? So you're sterile. Oh, oh there you go. Which, uh, was, which <laughs> was also what came out in the Juanita Broderick. Uh, <laughs> right. So uh, so. Somebody once told me, I don't know if it's true, but it, it, it's fun, right? Uh, that Clinton, the way he would say F you to people, you know, and he'd be meeting, you know, people constantly pressing the flesh he would just say i like your tie so uh, bill clinton this photo i like your tie right here it's a nice yellow number right there and uh rich roper's got his arm around you i don't know i was never part of that that crowd in the chicago media where you know you just get to mix with M richie daly and bill clinton and have all kinds of conflicts of interest and <laughs> I but it looks looks like it was a lot of fun. It looks like it was a lot of fun. So um speaking of presidents, we finally got through uh the series uh Jack Ryan. Did you watch Jack Ryan at all? Uh I I didn't I didn't get to the last uh season. So I'm still Oh you oh you didn't. I don't want to give think, it away. I think, I, I think I'm on season I, I, I think will I'm tell... on season three. I, I, I will tell you. Well, hang you, on, you, hang on. I can't listen. I can't listen. You can't. Tell yeah, me you really, you're going to miss a lot. Uh, yeah, no, he gets shot and killed like in the first episode of season yeah, okay. four, and then they yeah, don't know okay. what to do for the last six episodes. No, <laughs> um, it was amazing. It was like that series Money Heist, where all your 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 favorites 
you know, like a million bullets rained down during the series and nobody got killed on your side. Sure. <laughs> Maybe one guy got winged, you know, and that's it's what like happens you, when you go up against stormtroopers. I guess. I mean, but anyway, um, I was thinking and this guy Krasinski who plays it, I mean, it it's kind of like pro war and CIA and everything. And uh, but didn't Krasinski play uh, you know, this cool hip guy on, on The Office? Yeah. So. It doesn't he seem to the, jive. He was the I, romantic I like people lead. to be consistent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've never, I've never found him believable as Jack Ryan. It's still, it's still, still Jim from the office. Yeah. He there. looks a little lost <laughs> all the time. <laughs> uh, but you know, he's still he, waiting for him to play tricks on, uh, on Dwight. But you know, I mean, he's stable. He's smart. Uh, oh, you know, oh, you know, the actual president in the series, it looks like kind of multi-ethnic. Do you ever notice presidents in TV series like Jack Ryan? You, you can't imagine our, our current presidents like Biden or Trump ever having an intelligent conversation like the presidents in these series. <laughs> they, 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 they know all about the CIA and everything. You know that all that CIA stuff had to be spoon fed to to Trump and probably Biden now as well. So the presidents are always way too smart. Anyway. I think everything has to be spoon fed to Biden. <laughs> right, I think, exactly. I think if they put it in a blender and because he won't put his dentures in at din din time. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. And that's what keeps us coming back. And that's what enables you to, to stay in a, in a market for 32 years, maybe. I don't know. But um, so I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm sad that it's over. I am just thrilled that it happened yeah. and and that's the way I look at it so thanks to you and thanks to everybody well thank you Corey are we done? Yes. thank you for watching uh, we appreciate it and uh, we'll see you down the road Uncle Tim Slagle on the weekly rep <laughs> uh, Gee, I really would like to say something bad about Corey McFerrin, but I, I worked with him. He was he was nice to me and everything. Uh, yeah, it was fine. I mean, and I got to admit, I mean, until I exhaust all the Hulu series, uh, Netflix, uh, Apple, everything else that's available, um, then it's and it's going to be available until it's all exhausted because the writers haven't gone gone back to work. I don't think I'm going to be watching the local yokel news uh, at, at, at all anytime soon. So, but you know, a Cujo's as Michael Jordan would say to Corey, he had a second life after a sport being a sportscaster. They showed, he showed, Hey, I can read the teleprompter too, just like any other vapid <laughs> newscaster. And he wasn't vapid. I mean, he read it with sincerity and he, he he's a Chicago and he knows what's going on, but um, I you, didn't you want, don't I, have a Corey McFerrin story. Oh, I got lots of. I mean, who cares? I mean, do you care? <laughs> no, I, I, you know, no, I've never. Uh, if there's I, one I person, I don't watch. I don't watch local news because yeah. it just seems like a recap of the national news anymore. Well, they got what are you talking about? They got the murder count in Chicago. Well, that's a, <laughs> the national news, too. But I just no. I mean, I like Corey and, uh, you know, I'm a little bit envious because, he, you know, he got to make a lot of dough in the last few years just sure. doing that newscast. But he had to do the newscast. Which, uh, which you know, is kind of interesting to me. Uh, he was doing the morning show for Channel Thirty Two, and they promoted him, a white male, 
and they uh, got rid of Darlene Hill, a black female. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, and uh, she actually had complained because there was a Robert Feeder column uh, when this happened that said that she had hired a civil rights attorney, which, you know, I've never really seen that before. And also that there was a group that was going to come to protest uh, at Channel 32. And then all of a sudden the story disappeared. Uh, it just it just vanished. Uh, even from Robert Feeder, it just kind of glossed over it and never huh. mentioned other than the fact that, that she le- left, but never mentioned, you know, well, what happened to the controversy here? You know, it was like Pravda or Tas, whatever. But it, um, but yeah, well, you know, I mean, it could be that they just felt she was in- incompetent. Uh, but, you know, I, I liked her. Uh, I worked with her um, like Corey, too. And again, you know, I'm just a, a bitter old man doing a podcast now. Uh, but that's what I'm selling. Uh, so why so, so why do you so why do you think he why do you think he left? What do you think? He, I mean, it's just pro- probably fishing? I mean, he was sick of it. I mean, he's, he's got to be like got a mild ra- got a model railroad in its basement. <laughs> well, that he I mean, wants to work you know, on. I mean, how long do you have to do this thing for? I mean, it is kind of being in, in hell uh, having to do the news <laughs> forever. I mean, really? How many how many times it was like Mark Greco. How many then, times could you then, do the taking that wheelbarrow full of cash to the bank once a week? Yeah, oh, but I it's mean, exhausting. First of all, it doesn't pay like it used to, although I'm sure he made a fine living. It just who wants to. Do, I mean, you, you got to retire at some point. Now, I know if you've got your stand up comedian. So, I mean, you've got material that you wanted to work on and everything. But news, newscasters don't get to do that. They just get to tell you, you know, what the latest the murder du jour was in Englewood. I mean, it's it's mind numbing. Um, so, you know, good luck in retirement, Corey. Um, if you ever want to play golf, Corey, um, I know some people who would like to play with you. I personally wouldn't. Uh, but uh, no, I, he's a nice guy. <laughs> Why not? Now, he's probably not that good. Uh, so. <laughs> so meantime, speaking of retirements, the forced retirement of Kenny Williams and uh, Rick Hahn of the White Sox. You don't care about that one either. Also, the White Sox threatened the move. They had, there was a story in Cranes this week. If the White Sox uh, had as many World Series championships as threats to move, people might actually care about this story that they're uh, considering moving. And they got they did get rid of uh, Kenny Williams. Well, uh, the Bears got some pretty interesting offers. Uh, several. It's you know they pretty much pretty much it was Arlington was a done deal. I mean there was no there was no question about that. They they were going to Arlington, but in the meantime there was about wasn't there about four or five other cities said hey come here. Is Arlington? Uh, I think even Heights... Northwest Indiana was making. Yeah, but is Arlington Heights a fait accompli? I it, it's still not. I mean they're, they they got I'm the land. Sh- I'm pretty sure. No, they got the land, but they they haven't gotten the tax breaks yet. I don't think. Hmm. So it's I don't think it's it's a done deal yeah. at this moment, though you might have your sources. Um, but I actually do have a Kenny Williams story. I don't oh. have a Corey story, but I, so Kenny Williams. So the White Sox win the World Series and I'm on the field. Now, here's one of the reasons I don't like Corey. He was on the field doing live reports for Channel 32. I was just doing uh, taped stuff for the next morning. <laughs> For Channel 32 and making a bundle of money myself. So what am I complaining about? (laughs) So um, but anyway, I'm on the pitcher's mound. And, you know, you think the pitcher's mound is a lonely place where you've got, uh, you know, just one guy solitary standing there, him against the, you know, the other team's offense. You can you can cram a lot of people on on the pitcher's mound. It looked like the peanuts game 
Charlie Bounds, you know, uh, and everybody was on. I'm standing on the pictures, waving their arms and turning a stick into a Christmas tree. (laughs) Right. It was it was surreal. I mean, Linus was standing there. Lucy, Charlie Brown, Minnie Minoso's walking by me. I mean, one of the greatest players of all time, just walking by me. A.J. Pruszynski's doing an interview and Kenny Williams, the the general manager of the White Sox. And he'd be, you know, uh, head honcho for. 18 more years after this without much success. So this was a big deal <laughs> as evidenced by the fact that of, of his tenure following this, he's holding up the world series trophy. And I asked him, can he, hey, can I hold the trophy? And uh, he, he jerks it back and he says, you said we were going to finish fourth this year. <laughs> so he laughs. <laughs> I laugh. He hands me the trophy. I get to hold it. And it was some solace, some consolation, for the White Sox having broken my heart in 1964. We don't forget about those things. But anyway, so I have a soft spot in my heart for uh, uh, Kenny Williams. And so uh, uh, so it, for those those at home counting the trophies that Bruce held, it's one World <laughs> Series, zero Stanley Cups. I have not. Right, right. That's exactly right. Well, you're a fan of this show, aren't you? You actually pay attention because I did talk to you uh, last week or the week before when we were talking about a Rocky Words, my Rocky Words story that, I never got to touch the Stanley cup, but I did get to hold the uh, world series trophy. Um, now, let me ask you this. Speaking, speaking of the history of this recent history of this show, did we ever do the Wayne Brady pansexual story? Did we do that already? Cause I, my I, short-term do, not memory re- shot. I do not recall. Right, so, th- Cause I wanted to get in the, you know, really bad one liner I have about it. You know, he's the host of let's make a deal now. And he admits that he's a pansexual. So I just said, that he wants what's behind doors, number one, two, and three. I mean, and that's, I, mean, I, I, I it was worth mentioning, I guess. The setup wasn't that good. Uh, <laughs> have you seen? Um, oh, so oh, what's oh, behind doors, one, two, and three? Did I, I, what did I say? Did I blow the joke? Can we, uh, we edit it? Yeah, I took the, you, you I think you'd use it on Twitter. And you you said before he's interested in doors one, two, and three, which it's a little bit different. I guess, I guess, well, I just, you know, Twitter has, you know, Twitter doesn't want me to uh, take what's copywritten by them, uh, by me. Um, So uh, there's this, I don't know if Chris got the clip on this. Have you heard of this cousin tea syrup? Have you heard about this? It's I like, have not until uh, until Chris sent me the clip and okay. I looked at it. Yeah, it's the antidote. Well, I mean, you know, they canceled Aunt Jemima and they turned it into something else, some ge- anodyne generic named uh, syrup. Pearl Milling. Yeah, Pearl yeah, right, Milling exactly. Company. So this cousin T, he's got his syrup and he's like, you know, the backlash to this. He's a black guy. Um, so, you know. There, what, yeah, what cut, I would have cut, done, what I would have done if I was cousin T, mm-hmm. I would have called it Aunt Jemima. And that, right. Forget cousin T. But and still just make it make it Aunt Jemima syrup. And, and, <laughs> I, and I agree. But this is put second Quaker. Best thing. Put the Quaker company, put the Quaker company on, <laughs> uh, 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 you know, what are the attorneys going to do? Because if you sue for the brand that you, right. then you're admitting that it's still your brand. Well, they so. want they want to have it both ways. Trust me, they're attorneys. Uh, but cousin T's without his syrup is like the spring without the fall. If there's one thing worse in this universe, that's no cousin T's at all. Yeah, it works. It works. Uh, one final thing. And I think you commented on this on Twitter as well. So they had the air and water show on WBBM radio. Now, I mean, 
how do you have an air and water show on the radio? It's almost as good as tap dancing on, on the radio, which they used to have back in the back in the day. But and people were raving about it. Oh, what a great description. There, there goes another jet. There goes another one. Yeah. Well, there was a there, there, there's a comedian, uh, Alex Valdez. He's he's uh, he's blind and oh. he loves baseball. Oh, strangely. Sure. So uh, uh, it's kind of the same thing, I guess. You know, I, I guess, guess the Aaron Water show on the radio is great if you're blind. No, I, I no, I now you're making me look like a mean guy and everything. <laughs> look, I once did. I once did play by play of a, one of the Walenda descendants was going across the Chicago River on a wire. And uh, I was with Jonathan Brandmeier, whom I was working with at the time. And he was so consumed with sound checks and everything. He wasn't watching while the guy was actually traversing the river. So I just stepped in and did the play by play <laughs> of the guy going over the river. All right. Another wonderful week wraps up and uh, Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. And that's the weekly wrap on radio and television. Follow Bruce at Bruce Wolf Shy on Twitter and Tim at TimSlagle.com. The weekly wrap with Bruce Wolf, a CP Pods production.